Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Let's talk about our thoughts for a second. We often tend to use the words intrusive thoughts and impulsive thoughts interchangeably. But to my surprise, they don't they don't mean the same thing. But what do the terms actually mean? How do they impact people's lives and what can be done to ease them if they become problematic? Well, to answer these questions and more, I'm joined by Chartered Counselling Psychologist Leslie Shoemaker. Leslie, thanks for popping in. My pleasure. Great to see you. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, firstly, would I be right in saying that the two terms are, are quite different despite what a lot of us think? Yes, okay. they are. Yeah. But there, there is an overlap in that intrusive thoughts some intrusive thoughts and some impulsive thoughts can have the same theme and both can bother people. For okay. example, knives, my favorite topic. <laughs> Why are they your favorite topic? <laughs> because it's so politically incorrect. Yeah. It's taboo. Mm-hmm. And intrusive thoughts are typically taboo ones. So somebody with an intrusive thought might get a thought and say, God, I could stab somebody. This is terrible. Oh, my God, what does this say about me as a person? How, how am I going to protect people from me, from myself? And so they'll remove all the knives from their home. And a thought goes over and over and over in their head. Sticky thought. Can't get rid of it. Can't push it away. And it causes lots of anxiety because they think this is, they're a really bad person. They're going to harm the people they care about. This is just desperate. Whereas the impulsive person holds up a knife at a party and goes, ha, 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 I could stab you all. We all have a giggle and move on. Taboo? Yes. But again, that thought is able to move on. The person recognizes it's just a silly thought that's popped in their head unexpectedly. Not really politically correct, but it's not sticking with them. It's not driving them crazy. Okay. I see the difference now. Absolutely. Okay. So can we just focus on intrusive thoughts for a second? Sure. Uh, And and, um, uh, when do you know they can be problematic? And I like the knife example that kind of hit at home for a lot of people. When can intrusive thoughts be problematic or should you go? When they're repeated and just ongoing and that you find you're emotionally exhausted by them because you're spending so much time trying to make them go away by distracting yourself. Um, You know, literally, you know, where you put your fingers in your ears and go blah, 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 blah. You know, you don't want them to be there. You're constantly trying to find different ways to control them. Here's the problem with thoughts. I'm going to say something to prove the point. Don't think of an ice cream cone. Mine's personally mint chocolate chip. Mm. We don't have control over our thoughts. It's, it's a myth that we have control over our thoughts. So, But people with intrusive thoughts desperately are trying to do things to make those thoughts go away. And that's where the actions often come from, which in obsessive compulsive disorder we would call um, rituals or compulsions. Okay. Intrusive thoughts was one of many topics trending on TikTok recently, uh, uh, which is one way of encouraging uh, and fostering conversation. But like anything on social media, it it could probably create a misconception, right? Yeah, but I think that can happen with a lot of different things. I'm not going to sit here and bash social media because I think it has a lot of pros. You know, Mm -hmm. what's great is the fact we're talking about things which were socially unacceptable a long time ago. And, And that's bringing mental health into a more normal range where it's okay to have depression. It's okay to have anxiety. It's okay to have bipolar, OCD, different disorders. The difficulty is that sometimes we get these individuals 
who will trend. And what they're saying is really catching. It's really cool, but it's not correct. And so, as I would say to my students in TU Dublin, do your fact checking. You know, check it out with a reputable source. You know, in terms of thoughts, I always suggest look at uh, St. Pat's Hospital because they're a center of excellence for anxiety and OCD and things like that. Okay. And are intrusive thoughts... Are, are these things, is it something that impacts most of us or is it just a certain type of person? Like, do we all, like, I'm wondering, have I had an intrusive thought? I've never. Absolutely. They did a study back in the 1970s with intrusive thoughts. They got 300 college kids and they gave them a list of intrusive thoughts. You know, I might hit somebody with a car. I might have left the sto- stove on. Different things like that. Really classic intrusive thoughts. You know, some were harm, some were about safety and things like that. And guess what? The college students are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And and what that did was that answered that question that you had, because that's the question the researchers had in the 1970s. Do people get these thoughts? Are they somehow different? The answer is no. It's our interpretation of the thought that makes the difference. Okay, so they must be particularly troubling for those who suffer with certain mental health conditions like obsessive compulsive disorder, for example. Yeah, Yeah. and and generalized anxiety because they're always caught in the what ifs, what if, what if, what if. So it's when these thoughts get stuck in the hamster wheel and they're going over and over and over and over again. And you just find so much of your day is lost because you're not even in the moment. You're not even aware of your surroundings. You're lost in that big abyss of the brain, which is a vast world. Or as I affectionately joke, you've headed down the uh, hole with Alice in Wonderland Mm -hmm. down to the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Um, You know, it's... You lose time. You lose parts of your life because when you're so concentrated on your thinking, there's not a lot of space to do the things that you like and care about. Um, And that's where people get really distressed. Can we all learn to manage our thoughts then? Um, We can learn. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I love acceptance and commitment therapy, you know, which would have a nice base of mindfulness as part of it. And, you know, it's just about all these internal experiences, thoughts, urges, impulses, memories, physical sensations. They're pieces of information. That's it. We all get weird and wacky thoughts. That's pretty normal. Okay. Thank God we're starting to talk about it. Yeah. We're all finding out, oh, yeah, this is all very typical. We're all weirdos. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is great. And you're right. It is good to talk about it. That You know, it's completely normal to be completely weird. But um, what would you say to someone who finds themselves becoming concerned about their intrusive thoughts? How can they attempt to manage them? Would those uh, people need professional help, would you say? I always suggest stop, check in with your GP. Okay. There's some fabulous GPs around. Have, you know, a chat with them, come up with a plan of action because you have you have a couple of alternatives. One alternative is therapy. So we've cognitive behavioral therapy, otherwise known as CBT, or acceptance and commitment therapy, known as ACT. Those are both really effective, research-based. The other option is medication. Um, be the I always affectionately call it the Prozac family, okay. the SSRI family. And that can be really effective in turning down the volume um, with these kinds of intrusive thoughts, no matter what the disorder is. And if you combine the two, that can be a fantastic option as well. Okay. Would it be fair to say that uh, impulsive thoughts, although unpleasant, are they're less of a problem? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, unless you're making big life decisions on them and not really thinking about the consequences. Okay. But the impulsive thought is, you know, you're on top of a skyscraper, say you're in New York, you know, one of the big buildings there and you're looking and going, I could jump off. We all have those thoughts. It's really normal. You know, and I love um, when I talk about this kind of stuff when I'm teaching classes and I always say to people, yeah. We've all been on the plane. We've looked at that door and gone, I could open it. I could open that. I could open that door. Yes. 
and watching people's faces of like that you know, recognition. <laughs> yeah, I've had that. <laughs> so they're not problematic. No, they're, they're normal. Pro- um, you mentioned mindfulness there. Is that, uh, would you be a big advocate for meditation and that kind of stuff to manage your thoughts? I think to help balance them out, to learn more about what your thoughts are and are not. Um, But again, it's about finding somebody who's qualified. I mean, the reality is there are a lot of people, including in my field of psychology, out there saying they are something when they are not. So I always, you know, I love... GPs, port call, they always have a list or they know somebody and, and you know, that person's usually fairly reliable um, in that regard. I, look, I think it's great. I've met people like I was living in India for four years and I learned and I'm like, that's marvelous. But what training have you had? Mm, exactly. OK. Uh, OK. So finally, what would be with regards to intrusive thoughts? What would be some warning signs to look out for and a, a kind of a, an indication that you need uh, professional help? You start avoiding things. I think that's a real oh, wow. biggie. Yeah. So again, back to the knife example, somebody removing all their knives from mm-hmm. their home. And I've met people who've done that. You know, when, when your actions... And they're fully functional, uh, you know, Absolute, functional adults living yeah. a fine life. Oh, wow. Okay. Absolutely. But when you're looking at disorders like OCD, we know, for example, there's three different mechanisms in the brain that are not doing what they're supposed to do. And that's where the medication fills the gap. Gotcha. And, you know, I think it's important that Within the media, we start talking about medication um, because there's a huge misnomer about medication. I'm strong, you know, to take medications weak. I can get addicted. It's going to change my personality. None of the above. Can there be side effects? Yeah, but in all fairness, um, as somebody on HRT, I've gotten side effects from that. You know, mm. any medication has sure. you know, side effects. It's normal. But I think we need to start looking at mental health the same way we look at physical health. Okay. Well said. Uh, Leslie, thank you so much for coming in and clearing up the confusion around these terms. I know it certainly cleared up a lot of questions I had uh, myself. There we go. Chartered Counselling Psychologist Leslie Shoemaker. And if you've been affected by any of the issues we have been discussing in this segment, you'll find some great resources and information by searching RTE Helpline. Gems and Pirelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leiahealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare. Looking after you always.